Speaking of Travel is brought to you by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com. Appalachian Realty, a unique and independent agency helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com. Prestige Subaru, outfitting Western North Carolina for adventure with the 2019 Crosstrek. Find out how to make it yours at PrestigeSubaru.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC, right here on iHeartRadio. Be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and sign up for that Speaking of Travel Travel Club because you'll be able to receive some really great travel news and travel tips. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Well, you know, I've been pretty fortunate to know some impressive travelers. Now, these are the people who make travel a priority and part of their lifestyle. These are people who really want it and figure out a way to make it happen. These are pretty incredible people who really motivate and inspire me. Well, Daniel Young is just such a person. He's a talented and highly successful wizard of fun and travel. I think Daniel has created a lifestyle that's truly coming from his soulful place. He's known for his gift to spread positive energy and charisma and know-how in whatever scene he chooses to show up. And I'll tell you what, I'm glad he's choosing to show up in my scene right now. Daniel Young is in the studio. Daniel, it's so great to have you here. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You. I mean, you know, I've been a big fan since, uh, what, you were maybe 10? (laughs) (laughs) I I think so, 17. (laughs) Okay, well, you were a youngster for sure. And, you know, you were, when I first met you, Daniel, you were living down in Natahala, Mm -hmm. right down in the gorge. Yep. And tell us a little bit about yourself, because you you were in a movement then, well, I'm, I was uh, I was born in Orlando, and I moved to Nantahala when I was uh, ten years old uh, with my mom, and lived there for about five years, and then came back to Nantahala when I turned eighteen, and that's when I you know picked up a job as a raft guide and started kayaking, and it wasn't until about eight years later that I picked up a comp- uh, job for a company called Endless River Adventures, and they offered an international kayaking program which I bugged them and bugged them and bugged them. And every season say, hey, you know, you taking me down to Costa Rica this year? No, 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 not this year, not this year. But eventually uh, in, in 2010, uh, my, my boss asked me, well, what are you doing in, in November? I said, well, I, you know, I don't know. I might go, uh, you know, go to Christmas tree season or might go, uh, might go out west and hit some slopes. She said, well, do you have your passport? And I said, well, of course. So well, we're taking you to Costa Rica. <laughs> so, well, all right. Well, I'll clear my schedule. <laughs> so was that the first time you'd been 
like out of the country even? No, I um I went in 2005 to Southern Europe and just kind of did a quick tour of Italy, Spain, and Greece. And then we flew to Thailand for five weeks. Five weeks in Thailand. Wow. Oh, it, was, it was terrible. What happened? <laughs> oh, it completely changed my life perspective. Um, that's where I, uh, you know, came to embrace everything that we have on a day-to-day basis in the States. And, uh, you know, we take advantage for take advantage of, and that's just shelter and fresh water and the ability to succeed. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great positive uh, you know, perspective shift. So when you came back from that trip, uh, time went on and, and that's when you first went to Costa Rica. Correct. Um, that was not my first trip to Ecuador, but it was my, uh, my first time down to Costa Rica was with, with the kayaking group. Yep. Well, let's talk a little bit about, being a, a guide and and the river and um, going from Natahala, Natahala Gorge, for those who don't know, is right here in western North Carolina. It's a beautiful uh, gorge, uh, not too far outside of Asheville. Uh, beautiful rivers. Talk about that a little, Daniel. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's a real good introductory to whitewater, um, and just the area itself has a lot more to offer as far as mountain biking and and hiking and climbing go. Um, but the the gorge community itself is just, you know, it's every everything from eighteen to twenty five year olds who are there on their on their school break for the summer to people who've worked. 25 years in a career that said, Hey, you know what? I'm done with office life. I'm going to go be a river rat. And they follow the river seasons and just keep traveling around and okay, well, this river's dried up. You know, we're out of natural flow. So I'm going to go to this dam release river for the summer. Okay. Well, summer season's over. Well, I'm going to go down and guide in Chile on the food of the food. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting community. It's definitely a lifestyle choice. Absolutely. And we I was talking about that in the beginning because it almost seems from from a really early age that you had this kind of sense of um wonderlust of it seems like that's what you would have to have kind of deep inside to uh embrace this kind of lifestyle. I think you're I think you're absolutely correct. There's a you know there's a few there's obviously different dynamics of people who who are within the community. But their uh, their objectives, their goals are pretty much the same. They're all aligned, and, and that's being fluid and going with the flow. And, and you know, whether or not you come from a corporate background or a, a runaway background, <laughs> it's the same objective. So when you went from Natahala on that first trip, and then all these trips later to Ecuador, and um, yeah, I mean, and you were doing some extreme. Uh, kayaking. You weren't just a river rat guide. You were doing some big stuff. Tell us a little bit about what that was like when you were in other cultures. Well, my first trip to Ecuador was in 2006, and I I met a bunch of uh, buddies down there from all over the place, a couple of friends from Montana and California and uh, West Virginia. And one of us was fluent in Spanish, and therefore the rest of us pretty much kept our mouths shut and, and didn't learn anything for that month. Um, and, and it was great. It, uh, it really opened my eyes as to um, how different traveling is in comparison to what so many people in America think it's going to be like, and especially in, you know, second or 
third or developing countries. Um, and, you know, the idea that they, they want you to believe that it's unsafe and, and, and you shouldn't go to these places or that places, it's, it's just completely wrong. Um, you know, obviously there's dangerous places in every part of the world. A little common sense, you can avoid those. Um, but for me, it was more of an eye-opening experience in that the culture in, in Ecuador is incredibly kind and welcoming. Um, the logistics getting around are are way easier in public transport than it is in, in the United States. So you met people there that were um, doing what you were doing, guiding and uh, yep. kayaking um, and such. You know, being that we were kind of on the uh, the gringo kayaking trail, so to say, uh, which also coincides with the regular gringo trail. Uh, it is it is structured to cater towards whatever tourism industry that town is known for and, and where we were hanging out. It's kayakers. So all of the cabbies knew the routes to the put-ins and the takeouts and all of the hostel owners were okay with you hanging out your stinky gear at night and littering their entire courtyard with, you know, colorful boats all over the place. And, you know. So you made friends. You were part of – it sounds like wherever you were, you were part of a community. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, You know, the first hostel I stayed at in, in Ecuador, you know, we still keep up online weekly. And he sends me water level reports that ask me when I'm coming home. And, I'm well, it's going to be a little while. <laughs> so what was the water like? What was the rivers – what were the rivers like there compared to Natahela? Um. Similar. Uh, you know, there's kind of two different categories of, of creaking and kayaking. There's, you know, pool drop where you'll have a, a large rapid or a waterfall even and then a calm spot. And then there's uh, continuous and, and Ecuador is more continuous. So you just keep on going. Just keep going. Well, we're going to keep going, Daniel. I am so glad to have you here. I've for such a long time wanted to just really sit down and talk to you about how your life has been able to unfold in this really uh, wonderlust kind of way. You're a lucky dude, right? I'm very fortunate. Well, Daniel Young will be back talking more about kayaking and, and river rats and traveling the world and the music scene. So stay tuned. Whether you're looking for a downtown Asheville loft, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. 
Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. I'm really excited to have right here in the house today, Daniel Young. Daniel's a, a great guy. I've known him for a long time. And we've been talking about being on the river, being a river rat. You know, living here in western North Carolina, we spend a lot of time out on the rivers. We go whitewater rafting. There are a lot of outfitters. People have kayaks. You know, there's so much going on. And you, Daniel, were right there in the middle of this, like, behind the scenes. I always wondered, like, (laughs) what's going on behind the scenes? I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Waiting, but um, (laughs) sometimes behind the scenes, maybe not all what you want it to be. (laughs) Uh Well, everybody I've ever met who has made that lifestyle choice to be on the river uh, are the most charismatic, easy to talk to, funny – and yet safe. Yeah. You always feel trusting. Yeah. How does that combo all come together? Well, I think it's um I think it's everybody there having the same mindset of being able to let go of of what we're taught priorities are and embrace what real priorities are, which is, you know, enjoying life and, and being happy. And yeah, safely showing people a good time. Yep. I had uh a woman on my show last year who tells this incredible story about whitewater rafting and and how scared she was going down the first rapid because it was a big one yeah. like the river she was on started with the big one and how she was so afraid and the guide was so helpful mm-hmm. in kind of walk you know guiding them literally through it and she said when they came out of it she realized it was only like 10 seconds yeah. and that if she could do if she could be that terrified and get over it in 10 seconds what else could she do in her life oh absolutely uh you know i think life is is exactly that it's finding finding your comfort zone and, and pushing it little by little uh not too much all at once well you seem to push sometimes a little harder than others <laughs> daniel i mean you you went from being a whitewater guy to doing the kayaking and mm-hmm. then Really extreme kayaking, right? Some, I think, you know, in in the realm of extreme, I'm I'm in the moderate division. Okay. <laughs> See, it's good to have that, you know, bench line, right? Well, you know, if you take somebody who who's never been kayaking in their life and you show them some of the rapids that I've run, then they're going to be like, wow, that's amazing. But you show, you know, some of these professional sponsored boaters out there, and they're going to be like, well, that's a good warm up. A good warm up. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of warm, warming up, that you took it one step at a time. You went to some mm-hmm. pretty big places. You were able to get on this circuit now, this yep. international circuit. And whitewater rafting, kayaking, being on the river is not your only love. You're also a, an extremely talented musician. So let's talk a little bit about how uh, the music scene kind of uh, wove is woven into the scene mm-hmm. you were you were in. Well, I started. I started DJing in '99, which happened to also be the same year that I really picked up kayaking, and and those quickly became my my two deepest passions. 
and uh, through DJing, I I always take my boat, and so sometimes I'd go pick up a river run while I was at a gig, and and vice versa. You know, if I'm going going paddling somewhere, raft guides do like to dance and party, so you know, bring the equipment and play some music at the end of the night. Party, right? I mean, this is. I'm already. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Oh my gosh, I can just imagine the um, the fun times you all must have had. Oh yeah, yeah. And the you know the the rafting community is a, a wide open demographic. They're not uh, specifically there for dance music per se, but they're super receptive to it. So it's a different crowd than going and playing a festival or club event. Yeah. And what about in? In the other uh, cultures where you were visiting, did you have your equipment? Were you playing music then? Well, working with uh, working with Inland Servers, we worked six days a week, which only gave us one night off in San Jose and Costa Rica and then in Quito and Ecuador, uh, which I would take that opportunity to go out and find drum and bass shows. And after a couple of years, I had met several promoters and other DJs um, in both cities and decided to make a tour and put that together in 2012 uh, for 2013. So what kind of tour are we talking? Uh, for DJing. And and the goal was, you know, that since I was already going to be in San Jose and in Quito, why not join that up with some gigs? And so I returned for my next season of kayaking and also had 14 gigs lined what? up. What? 14 gigs lined up? Yeah. So yeah. you just went from like were they little cities or villages? What um, was no. that like? Uh, so I played in I played two shows in San Jose and then two shows in Quito, and I'd also made a contact with a promoter in Bogota, and they coincidentally had um, a ten day festival lined up for the same time period that I was going to be passing through there. So I played all the festival. Daniel, I mean, this is really cool. You had your. You know, your kayak on your back and your equipment in your bag. And- oh, man. I had a a small collapsible hand truck uh, because I was still playing vinyl at that point. And so I had my record crate, my gear bag, my kayak, plus all my luggage for clothes and kayaking gear. Um, it was cumbersome, to say the least. I bet. <laughs> but how much fun were you having? Oh, it was incredible. Um, you know, I think... I think for people to have a passion and creative outlet is, is a beautiful thing. And for people to have two of them is just amazing. And to be able to incorporate the two of them while traveling, which is another one of my passions, like it was just kind of a, a, a dreamscape for me. Totally a dreamscape. So t- let's talk a little about these promoters because I'm not really sure – um, how you how you kind of connected with the promoters. These are people who uh, represent musicians, and right? Artists. So no, they're they're people who host events, and and how I connected with them was sitting at the computer for hours and hours and hours and googling my style of music. Insert city here, you know, and I must have sent out um, a thousand press kits in in order to connect with the four promoters that I ended up connecting with. And it was a time-consuming endeavor for sure. So you really had to put some sweat equity behind the whole thing. Absolutely. And then once the promoters uh, tuned in, Mm -hmm. they they responded, um, then do you have to go through some kind of process with them or send demos? How does that work? Yeah, that's that's all included in the press kit. And so, you know, you reach out to them and you say, hey, look, I – 
I think that you're doing these types of shows. This is the type of music that I perform. Um, you know, are you interested? Here's my demos. Here's basically my, my artist resume and, you know, has all everything you need included in one, one point. So, well, tell me a little bit about the, the kind of music that you are playing. Um, what I play is, is a style of dance music called drum and bass and it's uh, 174 beats per minute. It sounds a little fast, but if you think about hip hop, it's about twice the speed of hip hop. Um, it typically has a, a negative, you know, abrasive uh, connotation associated with it, it, but it doesn't always have to be that way. And where do you find this music to play? I mean, do you download it or well, these create days, it yourself? What's going on with that? Yeah, these days it's mostly online. Um, I still play vinyl. Uh, you know, earlier we would take trips down to Atlanta and go to Satellite Records down in Atlanta or the Drop Shop in Orlando. Uh, unfortunately, most of the dance music record stores have been closing down over the last, you know, 15 years or so. Um, I personally do not produce. I, I just DJ. Just DJ. Just oh, DJ. come on. Let's, <laughs> yeah. So, so you're, I just am trying to get a picture of you behind a console. Uh huh. So, well, there will be, you know, our standard Sage setup has a four channel mixer, two turntables, and four CDJs, which I, they actually don't, I mean, they play CDs, but I use MP3s or, or WAV files. So, when you're doing that, are you, um, You've got a song going, and then you have. Do you actually have still vinyl as part of your console? Yes, absolutely. So then you're spinning. Kind so of? yeah, Is that so what's I'm, going I'm on? blending one to four songs at once. One to four songs at once. Correct. And people are dancing. Hopefully. Oh right, that sounds <laughs> so cool. <laughs> when we come back from the break, I want to talk more about that, and also how that has again taking you just to this next level. I mean, you've got this definite entrepreneurship <laughs> spirit yeah. that must come from the flow, right? Indeed. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. I'm in the studio today talking to Daniel Young. We're having a blast, and we'll be spinning some more when we come back. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. Do you know that airports all have three-letter airport codes that are used in many ways, including for booking and baggage routing? It's a good idea to educate yourself about your destination airport's three-letter code. You can then check the airline's baggage routing tag to ensure the correct airport destination is listed. Why is this important? While Asheville Regional Airport's code is intuitive, AVL, there are other airports that don't correlate quite as well to the airport's name. Take New Orleans, for example. The code for Louis Armstrong Airport, located in New Orleans, is MSY. I hope you get to take a trip soon, and we would welcome you at AVL. Asheville Regional Airport, take the easy way out. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. 
Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. If you're looking for a home in Asheville and Western North Carolina, Appalachian Realty Associates is a refreshing alternative to the big box franchise companies, and they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Appalachian Realty, a guiding force in the Asheville real estate market since 1979. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown Asheville. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on... Well, it's time to catch up with Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway, and you're not going to believe where Doc is. He's down in Augusta, Georgia, getting ready for the big Masters Golf Tournament. Doc, you are right at the epicenter of the sports world right now, and I bet you're hobnobbing with the planet's finest golfers. But I'm sure the excitement doesn't stop once that tournament ends. So tell us, what is it really like in Augusta, Georgia? Hey there, Marilyn. I am so excited. I'm here in the hometown of the Godfather of Soul and the home of the Masters, the crown jewel of golf. That's right. You guessed it. I'm right here in Augusta, Georgia, right on the Savannah River, just across from South Carolina. Maryland, in a few days, this city will overflow with golf royalty. The Masters has been home to golf's greatest event for many years, beginning with its inventor and designer, Bobby Jones, who put this together and since has been followed by other legends like Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicklaus, Tiger Woods, and so many others. Maryland, for those few who don't imbibe, there's a special non-alcoholic cocktail called the Arnold Palmer. And old Arnie put that thing together himself. And it's equal parts sweet tea and lemonade. And I found that it's perfect for a Sunday brunch when we do things on the lighter side down here. Augusta was the childhood home of President Woodrow Wilson. And his home, his beautiful home, is a national museum today. And for the arts, you're going to have to look far and wide to find any place better than Augusta. The Morris Museum of Art has a collection of heritage, self-taught folk art by masters like Reverend Howard Finster, Matty Lou O'Kelly, R.E. Miller, and many, many others. Well, I spent the morning there, and I want to go back. Accommodations in Augusta, Maryland, for me, there's only one place, and you know I would pick out the most luxurious, and the most historic, and that's the Partridge Inn, one of the top hotels in the world. It dates back to 1813, and this hotel has a rooftop lounge with a breathtaking view. Well, you can almost see heaven when you're up here. The brunch here on Sundays with live music is deep south, maybe the best of its kind in the Peach State. Maryland, I spent an entire day on Thursday at the Augusta Museum of History. And you know what? They have a special collection and exhibition for James Brown. And why not? This was his hometown. He grew up here. He taught people how to dance and sing on the sidewalks. He performed here before he went all over the world teaching us how to dance, sing, and to boogie on down. You know, Marilyn, after a couple of Jack Daniels, don't you tell anybody, I can almost do a poor man's version of the moonwalk. 
There's even a statue dedicated to James right here in the middle of town where it should be. Maryland, Augusta is a culinary adventure, and here, barbecue plays second fiddle to pimento cheese. That's the relationship I've always thought that this city had with South Carolina, which is so close, and pimento cheese, as we both know, pretty popular in the Palmetto State. Dining, breakfast at the Old Town Diner will get your day started off just fine. Maryland, I'm headed back over to the Partridge Inn. I got to change into my seersucker. That's right. It's springtime down south, and I'm going to dine tonight at the Soleil Grill. It's short ribs, crab cakes, champagne, and Jack Daniels, and I'm going to take a moment to toast to my favorite lady, the great Marilyn Ball. So this is Doc Lawrence for Marilyn Ball, and speaking of travel, in lovely Augusta, Georgia, on the Gourmet Highway, saying so long, and I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Doc, now that you have filled us in on all the surprising food and sights you've experienced in a city best known for golf, I bet you're feeling pretty par for the course. Well, until next week, bye for now. And remember, you can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Well, I am so excited. Daniel Young is in the studio today. We're talking about... Uh, just so many really fun things. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got your rafting and guides mm-hmm. and kayaking and and this whole music scene that you're in is really cool. And you've connected with promoters. And so tell us a little bit. You were talking before the break mm-hmm. about um, being able to have your your rafting, your guide gigs, and then have your music gigs. All my things bundled into one. It was a bundle. <laughs> that you was were great. bundling. So what happened? How tell us how things have transpired over the course of that time? Well, I continued to work for them for another season after that, and um, on you know on this on the same tip, had made some really good connections in in Columbia from playing the festival down there. Uh, met a promoter who brought me back down six months later and did another show solely uh, with me headlining. And that was a, an overwhelming experience. And then went back down again uh, this year in in hopes to kind of spark some interest with the, the website that I built based on my whole travel experience with music and kayaking. And when you say you went back there, uh, Bogota. A, oh, to Bogota. Yes. Okay. So, is there a big scene happening there? What was the, going on there? The drum and bass scene in in Bogota is incredible, and I've only seen it matched by uh, by the scene in, in London. Um, so that's you know that's where the that's the forefront of drum and bass music is is the UK for sure, and Bogota they are shortly behind not far at all and they are um just incredibly supportive give me an idea just because we happen to be a nation of people who are not a hundred percent sure of geography Mm -hmm. give me an idea of where bogota even is (laughs) um north of ecuador south of panama okay yeah (laughs) so what are the are the culture there is. Uh, yeah, no, they're incredibly kind and open. Uh, you know, there's this huge stigma with traveling to Colombia, you know, after the 
the 80s and 90s. Um, and I have been met with everything that is opposite of what people think. Um, you know, just people welcome you to your home and feed you and they want to take you to their grandma's house so you can try this traditional dish. You know, when it's, it's not going to be better anywhere else except for my grandma's house. You have to come home with me to meet my family. And it's, it's beautiful. That is so beautiful. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we're talking about that because, you know, there is so much noise about um, us versus them and, and these stigmas and perceptions that people have. And mm-hmm. for you being firsthand right there, yeah. interacting with the people is really a wonderful uh, experience. Everybody that I worked with down there went out of their way to ensure my safety because they know that there's, there's, you know, so many negative vibes associated with, with traveling in Colombia, and they're working, you know, consciously to break that. And, and it's, it, it's really nice. Well, it's almost like you're an ambassador for us, mm-hmm. you know, that you get to go down there. Well, and, and, and also on, on the reverse side of the turntable there, you know, you, you want to break that mold of, of American uh, because there is definitely that when traveling abroad. Right, definitely. Yeah. But here you found uh, people that were like right in your groove, oh, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then eating the uh, – just a little segue because I always like to talk about food oh, around this food time. so good. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that you food. Know, the, the ceviche, they have this uh, mm. this pork belly they cook on the grill and it's – you know, it's not these thin little slices like we get here. It's just an overwhelming chunk of delicious fat. <laughs> I love it. It yeah. sounds well. Yeah. I'm a vegetarian, so but for those, <laughs> you know, if Anthony Bourdain were here with us today, oh, he yeah. would be saying, oh, "This is a place for oh, me." Just the fresh fruit everywhere. It's mature on you know on the vine on the tree. It's it's not getting you know ripened in a box coming over coming over the ocean and. It's incredible. Well, now you're talking dirty. So, okay, (laughs) this is Marilyn Ball. We're here in the studio with Daniel Young. We'll be back right after the break. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Whether you're looking for a downtown Asheville loft, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. 
Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball. You're here with me in the studio with Daniel Young. I'm really having a blast here, Daniel, talking about just such a great lifestyle that you have. And, you know, when I first introduced you, I talked about, you know, that I, I've just always felt like your um, choices are really coming from, like, your soul. It's like, I'm just going to follow what's oh, yeah. happening. Yeah. Well, we all have that choice. We do. Yeah. And you've chosen that path. And from that, by saying yes... Yes, and yes, (laughs) you keep having these magical, you know, moments of uh, of collaboration, Mm -hmm. meeting people. Yeah, I've been very fortunate in my life and and my travels to meet just incredible people who have been helpful and supportive. So you you were down there, down in Bogota doing all of this. You were meeting promoters, Mm -hmm. doing your shows. Now, let's talk a little how you went from that to creating this platform that connects international artists and promoters. Well, so when I was, you know, in 2012, I was saying I created this tour. I spent hours and hours and hours online um, sending out my press kits to maybe a thousand different promoters. And there's no real way when you're Googling such and such music, such and such city, to know that you're really sending out your information to relevant people. Um, so like I'd mentioned, you know, thousand press kits, I worked with four promoters. And so I thought there's got to be a way to consolidate this legwork. And, and I'm thinking about all of these tourist places that I'm going to on the Gringo Trail. You, know, you think about Mexico City, Lima, Buenos Aires, and like all of these major destinations people are traveling to daily. How many artists are going through there? You know, how many regionally known people from New York City that play drums or breathe fire or for whatever passion it is are passing through your area. And and I thought there's got to be a way to connect lesser known artists with top, you know, top priority places to play in the world. And and so I I met a man named Clearwater, uh, Clearwater Hawes, and he's been running a record label here in Florida for the last 20 years. And his goal was to buy a tour bus. And travel around and host events featuring the artists, you know, from his label. And as we got to chat and I realized we have the same life goals and he is computer savvy, which I am not. I, I can update my computer if, if I have to, <laughs> um, you know, so I, I pitched the pitched the idea to him about 16 months ago and he started building the website. And and that's exactly what it is. We've been live for about two months now, and we're set to do our launch on the 28th in Miami at Winter Music Conference, which, in my opinion, is the the best platform for launching a site about traveling musicians. When you have all of these people from all over the world coming to Miami for Winter Music Conference and Miami Music Week. So the launch party was booked through the platform from people who were coming into town for that event. Daniel, that's big stuff, buddy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's very exciting. And, you know, I've just been in Miami the last week um, setting up gear and, and getting promotions on the ground. And the amount of support I've received from complete strangers who just think the idea is great is overwhelming. 
I love that. What a wonderful idea because, like you said, uh, and I've met and I've had on my show a couple of musicians who live on sailboats. Uh And they end up connecting when they're in these sailboat ports. Yeah, absolutely. With other musicians and end up playing music together. What an excellent idea. Well, you know, thinking about here in Asheville, how many people come to Asheville to go to the Blue Ridge Parkway, to go rafting on the Nantahala or the French Broad or to hop, you know, passing through on the Appalachian Trail and bluegrass, hip hop, dancers, whatever they are. We host so much music here in Asheville. Why not have these people who are here on vacation also play some gigs. Love that. Yeah. I mean, why not indeed? Yeah. Just like you did. It's like you're exactly. taking your you know, concept. Yeah, turn your work into a gig, turn your, you know, visit to grandma into a gig. Yeah. Absolutely. Connecting. And connecting. That yeah. let's talk a little bit about that because this is going to be when you launch this big time in Miami, mm-hmm. you're going to be kind of the connector. Yeah, you know, we it's, that's exactly it. It's it's really hard for unmanaged, unsigned artists to break out of their their geographic region. You know, it's hard for a promoter to justify paying travel expenses uh, to bring out somebody who's known in Portland. But hey, we're in Asheville. What kind of draw do this you know does this group have? Am I going to break even flying them out, putting them up in the hotel? But hey, if they're already going to be here. Let's give them a chance. And then from the promotional aspect, it looks great to have somebody from another country on your roster or another state. Yeah. And so it's just getting the people who are actually out there working, pushing their passions together and putting them together with you know relevant promoters. So they're not wasting their time behind a computer screen because who wants to do that? Nobody. Nobody. Right. <laughs> Especially when you're passionate about doing what you love to do. Exactly. Traveling, music. Of course. And here's the other part of it is for the people who are on the receiving end of that Mm -hmm. to have an opportunity to uh, hear music from another country, uh, you know, indigenous music, uh, traditional, all of that Mm -hmm. uh, takes our level of worldview perception. And adds to it. And adds to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you it gives your perspective a little more diversity. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, tell us how somebody can find out about this. I have a lot of musicians who are who are tuned in. Yeah, so the website is called beatdrifters.com and as as I said, we're still in our beta phase, so sign up is free. Um and yeah, so I urge everybody to hop on there, take a look at it. It is everything from Norwegian black metal to fire performers to DJs, producers, bluegrass, um, slam poets, comedians, drag queens, even any type of stage performance on there uh, we're trying to represent. And as far as the promotional aspects goes from wedding DJs to massive festivals, uh, kind of the whole spectrum. So give us an idea of how this works. So if I'm a musician, I would... Go on the site, beatdrifters.com. Yeah, and you would, you'd fill out your, your free profile and, and upload your press kit, which consolidates all of your information uh, for any potential promoter you're going to work with. They can hop on your page, download everything that is relevant to your, your booking in one click. And for the music, musician side, what you would say is, for example, you're Marilyn, you're traveling to San Diego from June – 30th to July 16th. So you would get on 
on the mapping system and create a pen and say, hey, I'm going to be in this area from these dates. And then it'll direct you to the the styles of what you've selected. So say you're going to do stand-up comedy, and it'll then show you all of the venues that host stand-up comedy. And at that point, you're able to make the relevant connections. Say, hey, guys, I'll be here this date, this time. Do you have any open slots? Would love to work with you. Daniel, that is awesome. That's really going to make – that's a game – this is a game changer. I really believe it is. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm super excited. I'm excited. <laughs> so this yeah. whole Miami thing, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit um, – you're having a big party down there? Right. And, um, so there's a, a new venue down there called Tomorrowland Miami. It's in North Miami, kind of uh, on the south end of Wynwood. And like I said, the site booked itself. Uh, we created an event post saying, hey, guys, you know, thank you for signing up. We're having a launch party. Please send us your demos for consideration. And, man, they poured in. And now that we're closed out, we're still getting hit up. Hey, are any open spaces left? Can we, you know, can we be a backup? Yeah, and so we've got um, we've got twenty artists playing on Thursday, November or Thursday, March twenty eighth, and uh, yeah, it's it's super exciting stuff. Well, Daniel, I am just so proud of you. You know, like I said at the beginning, I've known you for a long time. I've mm-hmm. um, always just been inspired by your whimsical um, go with the flow. Hey, where's Daniel? It was almost like where's Waldo? Where's Daniel now? He's here and here and. <laughs> And now you've come into your own by recognizing here are my passions mm-hmm. and I've been able to go around and meet people from all over the world and do what I love to do. Yeah. And now I'm going to make something that I can give back. Absolutely. I took all of the tools that I use to create what I would consider a successful tour and I consolidated all the legwork and, and chopped a lot of it out of there. And, and yeah, my whole thing is success through support. And I want people who are actually pushing and getting out there to be successful by whatever measure that is for them. Well, thank you so much for being here with us Absolutely. Uh, Thanks today. For having me. Yeah, you bet. I I think that what you're doing is inspiring for for others to maybe uh, uh, take a look around at what what you're doing mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, I'm going to do something even bigger." Yeah, it's 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 all what you put into it. It is. Yeah. Well, thank you, Daniel. It's really been a pleasure having you here. Thank you all. And good luck. Awesome. And that's BeatDrifters.com. BeatDrifters.com, and we are free for now. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. I want you to go out and have a really great week. Definitely check out BeatDrifters.com. Get to know Daniel a little if you're a musician. Hey, it's time to travel the world, right? Remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Don't postpone joy.